Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Babes Who Manifest podcast. I am your host, Luanza, aka The Gratitude Chick. Don't forget to follow me on all of my social media platforms at The Gratitude Chick. On Twitter, Gratitude underscore Chick. And on TikTok, Babes Who Manifest. Also, starting in November, I am setting up one-to-one coaching to help you plan out your future reality using both the law of assumption and the power of your subconscious mind. Both of these plans together starts at $50. Send me an email at thegratitudechick20 at gmail.com. Let's start today. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another reading of The Power of Your Subconscious Mind. We are on chapter number seven. And just as a reminder, um, with this reading, you will hear commentary from me that is my own opinion. You can disagree or you can agree. Doesn't matter. I would love to hear your comments, though. So make sure that you're following me on social media if you have any questions or if you just want to comment. Let's get to reading. Chapter 7, The Tendency of the the Subconscious is Life Word. Over 90% of your mental life is subconscious. So men and women who fail to make use of this marvelous power live within very narrow limits. Your subconscious processes are always life word and constructive. Your subconscious is the builder of your body and maintains all its vital functions. It is on the job 24 hours a day and never sleeps. It is always trying to help and preserve you from harm. Your subconscious mind is in touch with infinite life and boundless wisdom and its impulses and ideas are always lifeward. The great inspirations, aspirations, and visions for a grander and nobler life spring from the subconscious. Your profoundest convictions are those you cannot argue about rationally because they do not come from your conscious mind. They come from your subconscious mind. Your subconscious speaks to you in intuitions, impulses, hunches, and intimations, urges, and ideas, and it is always telling you to rise, transcend, grow, advance, adventure, and move forward to greater heights. The urge to love, to save the lives of others, comes from the depths of your subconscious. For example, during the great San Francisco earthquake and fire of April 18, 1906, invalids and cripples who had been confined to bed for long periods of time, rose up and performed some of the most amazing feats of bravery and endurance. The intense desire welled up within them to save others at all costs, and their subconscious responded accordingly. Oh, I I didn't know that. I might have to look that up. Great artists, musicians, poets, speakers, and writers tune in with their subconscious powers and become animated and inspired. For example, Robert Louis Stevenson, before he went to sleep, used to charge his subconscious with the task of evolving stories for him while he slept. He was accustomed to ask his subconscious to give him a good 
marketable thriller when his bank account was low. Stevenson said the intelligence of his deeper mind gave him the story piece by piece like a serial. This shows how your subconscious will speak lofty lofty and wise saying things which you wish your conscious mind knows nothing about. So just in case anybody doesn't know, a serial is when the author writes parts of the book and uh, kind of publishes parts of the book. So if you look on um, Amazon, a lot of times you'll see um, a book with multiple parts and they're like 25 pages, 50 pages, 75 pages. And it's called a serial because it's just part of the book um, until they like kind of bind it together and make it one whole. So just in case you guys didn't know. Um, Mark Twain confided to the world on many occasions that he never worked in his life. All his humor and all his great writings were due to the fact that he tapped the inexhaustible reservoir of his subconscious mind. How the body portrays the workings of the mind. The interaction of your conscious and subconscious mind requires a similar interaction between the corresponding system of nerves. The cero... Uh, cerebrospinal system jeez I would not make a good doctor cerebrospinal especially if I had to pronounce these words system is the organ of the conscious mind cerebrospinal and the sympathetic system is the organ of the subconscious mind the cerebrospinal system is the channel through which you receive conscious perception by means of your five physical senses and exercise control over the movement of your body. This system has its nerves in the brain and it is the channel of your volitional and conscious mental action. The sympathetic system, sometimes referred to as the involuntary nervous system, has its center in a ganglionic mass at the back of the stomach known as the solar plexus and is sometimes spoken of as the abdominal brain. It is the channel of that mental action which unconsciously supports the vital functions of the body. The two systems may work separately or synchronously. Judge Thomas Troward says, the vagus nerve passes out of the cerebral region as a portion of the voluntary system and through it we control the vocal organs. Then it passes onward to the thorax, sending out branches to the heart and lungs. Finally, passing through the diaphragm, it loses the outer coating which distinguishes the nerves of the voluntary system and becomes identified with those of the sympathetic system, so forming a connecting link between the two and making the man physically a single entity. That was a huge statement of a lot of words I could barely pronounce. (laughs) Okay. Similarly, different areas of the brain indicate their connection with objective and subjective, subjective activities of the mind, respectively. And speaking in a general way, we may assign the frontal portion of the brain to the former and posterior portion to the latter while the intermediate portion partakes of the character of both. Is it me or is this chapter very verbose in vocabulary? Is it just me? Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry. Let me get back to reading. 
A rather simple way of looking at the mental and physical interaction is to realize that your conscious mind grasps an idea which induces a corresponding vibration in your voluntary system of nerves. This in turn causes a similar current to be generated in your involuntary system of nerves, thus handling the idea over to your subconscious mind, which is the creative medium. This is how your thoughts become things. Hmm. Every thought entertained by your conscious mind and accepted as true is sent by your brain to your solar plexus, the brain of your subconscious mind, to be made into your flesh and to be brought forth into your world as a reality. There is an intelligence which takes care of the body. When you study the cellular system and the structure of the organs, such as eyes, ears, heart, liver, bladder, etc., you learn they consist of a group of cells which form a group intelligence whereby they function together and are able to take orders and carry them out in deductive function at the suggestion of the master mind or the conscious mind. A careful study of the single-celled organism shows you what goes on in your complex body. Though the monocellular organism has no organs, it still gives evidence of mind action and reaction, performing the basic functions of movement, alimentation, assimilation, and elimination. So, let's see. Sorry. Okay, so alimentation is the provision of nourishment or other necessities of life. So I just wanted to stop to see what that, <laughs> that meant. So I'll read that again since you know the, the um, definition. Though the monocellular organism has no organs, it still gives evidence of mind, action, and reaction performing the basic functions of movement elementation, which is nourishment, assimilation, and elimination. Many say there is, an in, no, there is an intelligence which will take care of your body if you let it alone. That is true. But the difficulty is that the conscious mind always interferes with its five sense evidence based on outer appearances, leading to the sway of false beliefs, fears, and mere opinion. When fear, false beliefs, and negative patterns are made to register in your subconscious mind through psychological, emotional conditioning, there is no other course open to the subconscious mind except to act on the blueprint specifications offered it. So basically, that is telling me that when we hear all of this woe is me tales of people in our family who have contracted this disease and that disease, they are playing on our emotions. And even I'll go back to my aunt who tried to get me to believe that I was diabetic because she felt that type 2 diabetes that my grandmother developed was hereditary. So she, she got it because she believed she would and then she prayed on that for my for her daughter who got it and she tried to do it to me which I I rebuked her and said no ma'am so that is kind of what that means when it says um 
When fear, false beliefs, and negative patterns are made to register into your subconscious mind through psychological, emotional conditioning. And that is essentially what she was doing. She was playing on my emotions because of my grandmother who passed away from all of her ailments and because she she was trying to make it seem to me that it was all hereditary, which we know that it's not. Type 2 diabetes can be developed based on, you know, a number of environmental, physical, you know, actions going on in your body. So I just thought I would kind of break that down as I see it. The subconscious mind works continually for the common good. The subjective self within you works continuously for the general good, reflecting an innate principle of harmony behind all things. Your subconscious mind has its own will and it is very—it is a very real something in itself. It acts night and day whether you act upon it or not. It is the builder of your body, but you cannot see it, hear it, or feel it building. As all this is a silent process. Your subconscious has a life of its own, which is always moving toward harmony, health, and peace. This is the divine norm within It's seeking expression through you at all times. How man interferes with the innate principle of harmony. To think correctly, scientifically, we must know the truth. To know the truth is to be in harmony with the infinite intelligence and power of your subconscious mind, which is always working lifeward. Every thought or action which is not harmonious, whether through ignorance or design, will result in discord and limitation of all kinds. Scientists inform us that you build a new body every 11 months. Wow. I I did not know that. <laughs> so you are really only 11 months old from a physical standpoint. Hmm. Really? I got to I got to look that up. You build a new body every 11 months. Has anybody heard this or is it just me not hearing this for the first time? Cuz it makes me think, what have I been building every 11 months? Jeez. And is it a, a rolling 11 months? Like, when does the 11 months start? Does it start when I say it starts? I need more information. If you build defects back into your body by thoughts of fear, anger, jealousy, and ill will, you have no one to blame but yourself. You are the sum total of your own thoughts. Let, let, me, let me say that again. You are the sum total of your own thoughts. You can keep from entertaining negative thought and imagery. The way to get rid of darkness is with light. The way to overcome cold is with heat. The way to overcome the negative thought is to substitute the good thought. Affirm the good and the bad will vanish. And this is what I keep telling us, telling you guys about our affirmations. Affirmations are nothing more than affirming statements that you create for the reality, for the belief, for the assumption, for the life that you want to create. And by using these affirming statements and saying them repetitively every day, every day, all day, it will, you know, substitute the good thought for the bad thought. And then the bad thought, like he said, will vanish. So if you have not, get yourself some affirming statements that you believe or create your own. 
and start now to start banishing all those thoughts that have created an erroneous reality for yourself that you do not want to live. Okay, let's get back to reading. Why it's normal to be healthy, vital, and strong, and it's abnormal to be sick. In our world today, we are literally in a pandemic that has become the new normal, which in reality is abnormal. It's crazy. But with all the media hoopla and all the fear and, and, and oh, it's crazy. All the fear that they have done to us over this past almost two years of this pandemic, they have created an, an, an area of fear in the world. And that is doing more of a disjustice. Is it disjustice, Jesus? Am I making up words? That has done more to us than to me this pandemic has. Because what you believe to be true is true for you. And I have found myself, like, I'm not going outside because the pandemic is out there. Because Corona is out there. I have said that, I said that all last year. So, this year, I have not gone outside, really, because of what I created in my mind last year about this pandemic so today now we have to start because this this is crazy I'm so like this is really it's really talking to me because I I know the words that I spoke last year based on the information we had about the pandemic you know so again why it's normal to be healthy vital and strong And it's abnormal to be sick. The average child born into the world is perfectly healthy with all its organs functioning perfectly. This is the normal state and we should remain healthy, vital, and strong. The instinct of self-preservation is the strongest instinct of your nature. And it constitutes a most potent, ever-present, and constantly operative truth inherent in your nature. It is therefore obvious that all your thoughts, ideas, and beliefs must operate with greater potentiality when they are in harmony with the innate life principle in you, which is forever seeking to preserve and protect you along all lines. It follows from this that normal conditions can be restored with greater ease and certainty than abnormal conditions can be induced. It is abnormal to be sick. It simply means you are going against the stream of life and thinking negatively. The law of life is the law of growth. All nature testifies to the operation of this light, of this law by silently, constantly expressing itself in the law of growth. Where there is growth and expression, there must be life. Where there is life, there must be harmony. And where there is harmony, there is perfect health. If your thought is in harmony with the creative principle of your subconscious mind, you are in tune with the innate principle of harmony. If you entertain thoughts which are not in accordance with the principle of harmony, these thoughts cling to you, harass you, worry you, and finally bring about disease and if persisted in, possibly death. And I agree with this so much simply because in my 
previous job. It was so much stress on my life. So much. And I'm already a worrier and a person who developed anxiety because I worried so much. In living in Chicago and having a sister that's five years younger than me, I worried a lot for her safety. A lot. I never worried for my own safety, but I always worried for her safety. So I have been a worrier all of my life, and that developed into anxiety. And all of that settled in the pit of my stomach, which caused me to develop a dis-ease called gastritis. Listen, he's really speaking to me today. In the healing of disease, you must increase the inflow and distribution of the vital forces of your subconscious mind throughout your system. This can be done by eliminating thoughts of fear, worry, anxiety, jealousy, hatred, and every other destructive thought which tends to tear down and destroy your nerves and glands, body tissues which controls the elimination of all waste material. I literally just said that. Gastritis is a gastrointestinal disorder. And it disturbs the way that your body digests and processes food. That is what gastritis is. And he literally just said the same exact thing. This can be done by eliminating thoughts of fear, worry, anxiety, jealousy, hatred, and every other destructive thought which tends to tear down and destroy your nerves and glands, body tissues, which controls the elimination of all waste material. That is literally what is going on in my body right now. Literally. And it all stems from the worry and anxiety that I have lived with for so many years. That is crazy. Pot's disease cured. I don't even know what Pot's is, but let's continue. In the, Nautil- in the Nautilus magazine of March 1917, there appears an article about a boy suffering from Pot's disease or tuberculosis of the spine who had a m- remarkable healing. His name was Frederick Elias Andrews of Indianapolis, now minister of Unity School of Christianity, Kansas City, Missouri. His physician was pronounced, I'm sorry, his his physician pronounced him incurable. He began to pray and form a crooked, twisted cripple going about on hands and knees. He became a strong, straight, well-formed man. He created his own affirmation mentally absorbing the qualities he need he needed he he created his own affirmation guys like i've been saying he affirmed over and over again many times a day i am whole perfect strong powerful loving harmonious and happy i need i need to to write this down. <laughs> hold, hold, hold on because i'm about to take a picture of this because I'm reading on my Kindle so I'm going to just take a picture of this so I can remember this and add this to my repertoire. Sorry. Okay, so again, his affirmation, I am whole, perfect, strong, powerful, loving, harmonious, and happy. How awesome is this affirmation? How awesome is this? 
He preserved and said that and said this prayer was the last utterance on his lips at night and the first in the morning. He prayed for others also by sending out thoughts of love and health. This attitude of mind and way of prayer returned to him multiplied many times. His faith and perseverance paid off with big dividends. When thoughts of fear, anger, jealousy, or envy drew his attention, he would... <coughs> Ooh, excuse me, I am so sorry. Ugh, I feel like I should start this over, but I am 30, 23 minutes in and I can't. He would immediately start his counteracting force of affirmation going on in his mind. His subconscious mind responded according to the, to the nature of his habitual thinking. This is the meaning of the statement in the Bible, Go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. Mark ten fifty two. How faith in your subconscious powers makes you whole. A young man who came to my lectures on the healing power of the subconscious mind had severe eye trouble, which his doctor said necessitated an operation. He said to himself, my subconscious mind, I'm sorry, my subconscious made my eyes and it can heal me. Each night as he went to sleep, he entered into a drowsy meditative state, the condition akin to sleep. His attention was immobilized and focused on the eye doctor. He imagined the doctor was in front of him and he plainly heard or imagined the, or imagined he heard the doctor saying to him, a miracle has happened. He heard this over and over again every night for perhaps five minutes or so before going to sleep. At the end of three weeks, he again went to the ophthalmologist who had previously examined his eyes and the physician said to this man, this is a miracle. What happened? This man impressed his subconscious mind using the doctor as an instrument or a means of convincing it or conveying the idea. Through, repeti- through repetition, faith, and expectancy, he impregnated his subconscious mind. His subconscious mind made his eye within it was the perfect pattern and immediately it proceeded to heal the eye. This is another example of how faith in the healing power of your subconscious can make you whole. So now, I think this was a really good chapter. Really, really, really good. And I got some great pointers, including the affirmation that I am definitely adding to the repertoire. Um, I actually shaved down all of my affirmations right now. And currently, I'm only saying one. And, um, I'm just going to add this second one. That's going to be it. Just these two. Just simply because I want to focus. And I think that saying six a day was a a lot. (laughs) So I'm only going to do these two. And I'm only adding this one because it spoke to me so much. Um, because of all that I go through, you know, with this gastritis that, I really just got to heal. I got to heal it. Um, I can't keep going through the same stuff. Um, so I I definitely um, hope that you guys have kind of pulled out a big pointer, um, knowing that you need to create some affirmations. You got, you've got to. You've got to. There's no way around living life anymore without affirming statements to create a better life for yourself. 
So I hope that you have gotten that message. Um, I am, I don't know, I might do an episode on how to create affirmations. If you want to see that, let me know. Um, If you're in my group, you know, make a post about it, tag me in it. Um, send me an email at thegratitudechick20 at gmail.com. Let me know if you want me to make that an episode on how to create affirmations. Thank you guys again for listening to me. I hope that you, you definitely got something about today out of today's reading. Um, don't forget to add gratitude as a daily practice in your life. I promise you, your life will change once you add the daily practice of gratitude. And if you are ready to add that practice, we are doing 21 days of thankfulness. It is on the podcast. Just scroll through the post and start listening at day one. Have a blessed day, everybody. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Babes Who Manifest podcast. I am your host, Luanza, a.k.a. The Gratitude Chick. Don't forget to follow us on our new YouTube page at The Gratitude Chick. Make sure to click in our description box for a good deal on starting your own dropshipping business with Shopify. Shopify.